Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 19th of October. A number of flood-affected communities, especially on the New South Wales-Victorian border, are on high alert this morning with more widespread rain and storms on the way. The areas of most concern are around Moama and Echuca, with thousands of residents on standby to evacuate as local rivers continue to rise. This volunteer in Echuca telling Channel 7 he's one of many doing all they can to save local homes and businesses. So our strike team, 23 CFA personnel, turned up here. We went, oh my God, we can't handle this, it's just too big. And then uh, we said we need more help and all these locals turned up, the football club, the netball club, mothers, daughters, guys, older people, old ladies, the whole works. The whole town has turned out to help out and do the sandbags. A major low pressure system is now tracking along most of the east coast of the country with torrential rain set to hit from southern Queensland down to northern Tasmania and across to South Australia. Already drenched areas across the central west of New South Wales are also preparing for more flooding with almost 200 Defence Force personnel on their way to help out. The New South Wales Emergency Services Minister Steph Cook says it's a tough time ahead for thousands of residents and also hard-working SES crews. There is no doubt that our volunteers are weary. They have been at this non-stop for over 12 months now. Uh, And I think uh, our communities have done a a fantastic job of working with our volunteers and our emergency services organisations. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews is warning local residents the flood danger is far from over with the new weather system on its way. That'll see uh, renewed water rising uh, uh, and flooding, potentially not exceeding the peaks we saw uh, over the weekend, but still very significant challenges. And the Victorian government yesterday announced some relief measures for flood-affected residents, including a $5.5 million food package, free kindergarten for students in Term 4 and special consideration for Year 12 students currently sitting their exams. And there are also concerns for many animals in the flood-affected regions. Lisa Palmer is the CEO of Wildlife Victoria and says they've already received thousands of calls for help. Since the flood started in Victoria um, from Wednesday last week, we've had um, close to 3,200 calls for assistance for sick, injured or orphan wildlife across the state. In other news this Wednesday morning, the trial of Bruce Lerman is expected to wrap up by the end of the week. He's pleaded not guilty to sexually assaulting former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins at Parliament House more than three years ago. Our reporter Michaela Savage has more. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Both the prosecution and the defence have been delivering their closing submissions. Prosecutor Shane Drumgold argues Brittany Higgins' evidence is credible, describing her as a young woman doing her best to genuinely recount some very traumatic events that occurred to her. Noting she told nine different people about the alleged incident in the days afterwards, but there were clear political influences on Ms Higgins' decision to follow through with a police complaint. While Mr Lerman's lawyer, Stephen Wybrow, has told the court Ms Higgins doesn't know what happened 
happened that night, telling the jury they can't be satisfied beyond reasonable doubt she was sexually assaulted. He's also described her evidence as totally and utterly inconsistent, referring to the dress she wore on the night of the alleged incident and conflicting stories about how long it was left unwashed under her bed. The defence will continue giving its final submissions later today. To WA, now nurses are walking off the job today as they fight for better paying conditions. Our reporter Adam Hemmings is in Perth with the details. Tash, from this morning, nurses across the state will enforce a ban on working double shifts. It's just the beginning in their battle after thousands of members voted to fight for a 10% wage increase and improved patient ratios. Premier Mark McGowan says the government won't be budging on its original pay offer, but it is agreeing to change workloads. There's no need for industrial action. There's no need for industrial action. The Australian Nursing Federation says the latest offer on ratios is unworkable and it's an insult. And climate activists in Adelaide will hold another major demonstration today outside an oil and gas conference. Our reporter Sophia Funicello has more from Adelaide. There's been chaotic scenes at the Adelaide Convention Centre this week with another planned protest in store for today. Police arresting two climate activists yesterday and charging them with disorderly behaviour. Others even gluing their hands to the ground to make their message clear. This protester telling Seven the group's angry with the state government for supporting the three-day conference. We know that the technology they're pushing, carbon capture and storage, doesn't work. It's been around for decades. It hasn't worked at all. But the South Australian government says it's committed to addressing climate change. And will they or won't they? There's confusion this morning over a possible royal family tour to Australia in 2024. The New South Wales State Parliament confirmed the visit overnight, set to coincide with celebrations marking 200 years of democracy in the state. But Buckingham Palace is yet to confirm the details. With more speculation, we could see another royal visit next year. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. The RBA has revealed their thoughts on rates and what may happen over the next couple of months. And unfortunately, there's more bad news on the way for mortgage holders. Tash, good morning. Yeah, probably not a massive surprise, but for those who are hoping maybe possibly the RBA was signaling an end or, or getting close to an end at least of its rate rising, given last time they increased only by a quarter of a percent rather than half a percent. Unfortunately, those hopes were dashed yesterday. The RBA being very, very clear, it is going to keep going until it gets inflation under control. Interestingly too, that reduction from half to a quarter, they say they want to do that basically so they can keep rates going up for longer in other words, rather than getting there quickly with some big hikes, they want to continue the, in their words, focus on interest rates and inflation for a longer period of time. So what you do, you spread that out over more months. You make sure people are focused on it. You make sure you're getting your point home. You make sure that we're all talking about it. Unfortunately, that also means for mortgage holders, it means we're all paying for it as well. There is really no end in sight anytime soon. It does seem like inflation remains their absolute focus. And again, probably reasonable. The challenge is we're going to have to pay for it in the meantime. Yeah, absolutely. Scott, everyone's talking about impending recession around the world as well as inflation and interest mm. rates. And now pallet maker Brambles is expecting global growth to slow. 
It is. Now, these pallets are these wood pallets you see under products that forklifts are carrying around. Mm -hmm. They have 360 million of the things around the world, which is remarkable. I don't know who gets the job of counting those, but I'm glad it's not me. Uh, but yeah, they are saying they're expecting their global operations to basically come under pressure from a slowing economy right around the world, the US, Europe, Asia, and of course, here at home. Uh, they are saying, look, they believe that we're starting to see those economic pressures come to bear, which will ironically be some good news for the central banks. That's exactly what they want to have happen. But Bramble's saying they're not only seeing it already, but they are expecting it to get worse. Now, we should say they have no particular special forecasting insights more than the rest of us, uh, and they might just be wrong. But I think it's reasonable to suggest if that's what they're seeing across such a vast range of industries and a vast range of geographies, they're probably pretty right, and it does seem like things are going to get tougher. Yes, Scott, so many Australians' household budgets are under pressure at the moment and now there's predictions that the cost of the NDIS is set to blow out by two-thirds to $50 billion. That's extraordinary within just a few years. It is by 2025-26, that financial year. This is one of those really difficult situations. I don't think anybody doubts the need for the NDIS or what it's been in terms of great social and health policy for those people affected. But there was a $30 billion budget out that far. It's now going to be $50 billion with a B. It really does go to show, and that eventually will cost, under projections, more than Medicare itself. Now, this is a challenge. I guess the first question is, we're probably pretty pleased that those people who need this money are getting it and getting the services and products they need uh, in that circumstance. There is a very real question. I'll put it myself rather than anybody else. I have a very real question about whether the market is actually working the way it's supposed to or whether it's being gamed by people inside that system. We're seeing plenty of allegations of rorting, plenty of stories of maybe things not being done the way they should be. Markets are wonderful things. Artificial markets, they have a very checkered history, whether it's uh, carbon trading, whether it's the water market, this time around the NDIS, when you add a profit motive, it can be fantastic. It really can refine operations across the board, or you can just introduce the opportunity for some people to try and take more than their share on the way through. We desperately hope it's not the latter. And by the way, it's not the clients who are taking the money here. It's the providers on in, the, in, in between government and, and those people that need it. Uh, but this is a real challenge, and for the federal budget, they're going to have to get it under control, or it will remain a massive, massive drain on the public purse. Yeah, absolutely. Such an important scheme for so many. Thanks so much, Scott. Thanks, Dash. Time for Sport Now with Josh Conway. Josh, good morning. A Panther star is set to make his long-awaited Kangaroos debut this weekend. He is, Tash, and good morning to you. Nathan Cleary will pull on the green and gold for the first time in Saturday morning's World Cup clash with Scotland. Cleary, along with all other squad members who featured in the NRL grand final, were rested from our cup opener, but Cleary will step out against the Scots. The Penrith star has just spoken from the UK this morning. Take a listen. Still feels a bit surreal. Um, I was only sort of the other night when I was at the game um, watching the boys play. I was like, you know, I'm actually a part of a kangaroo squad, and you know, it's, yeah, it's a crazy feeling. And you sort of look at all your gear, and you actually realise, you know, you're, you're a part of this. Still on league, and Manly has reportedly tabled a three-year offer for Anthony Seabold to replace Des Hasler as Sea Eagles coach. A decision really does seem close now, with former Sharks coach Shane Flanagan also linked to an assistant role with the club. However, he did rubbish those reports yesterday. And more bad news for Dolphins fans. Not only have they missed out on Cam Munster ahead of their debut season, 
Now recruit Hamiso Tabuai Fidau has returned home after suffering an ankle injury in Samoa's loss to England in the Cup. He's facing up to 12 weeks on the sidelines. And Josh, also this morning, one of our greatest ever cricketers is set to miss out on starting in our World Cup defence. It does look that way, Tash. Steve Smith is all but certain to miss out on our T20 World Cup opener against New Zealand at the SCG on Saturday night. He may be our best test batter since Sadon Bradman and potentially Ricky Ponting, but the shortest form of the game is something that Smith has never really nailed. And now Chairman of Selectors George Bailey has essentially confirmed that big hitter Tim David will get the nod over Smith. Here's what Bailey had to say yesterday. I think all the members of our 15 have a role to play. I don't think that'll be starting in the 11 for Steve, but I certainly think should we need a role at some stage from him, absolutely you can. Pat Cullens was also unveiled as our new one-day captain yesterday. The 29-year-old will now lead our test and ODI sides. And just to finish, Tash, Ross Lyon had a second meeting with St Kilda yesterday as he looks set to have a second stint as coach of the Saints. And Netball Australia has doubled down on its commitment to controversial new sponsor Hancock Prospecting. That's despite player unrest over the partnership with the mining giant owned by Gina Reinhart. Thanks, Josh. And the Bureau of Meteorology is being criticised for asking the media to stop calling them the bomb. In the middle of the current flood crisis, the organisation has released an official statement saying it wants to be referred to by its full name in the first instance and the Bureau after that. The Bureau paid a communications consultant almost $70,000 to help with the major rebrand, but someone else has already claimed the official Twitter names before the Bureau could do so. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow. Listener.